and sometimes you're thick. Welcome to Cameos <laughs> on a Tuesday night. My name is O'Shaughnessy, and that's our opener. Thank you so much for coming into the uh, abbreviated Cami crew. Uh, I am joined, as always, lately, with my two cohorts, my companions, Samson and Just Rambling. Uh, oh, we got our absent member in the audience busting out the popcorn. Foo Money is with us in spirit. Um, we have a GoFundMe right now set up to raise money for Foo's laptop that he will have uh, raise money for his. <laughs> that's his wedding <laughs> present. Oh, thank you. Wow. Uh, so I did get a haircut. Thank you guys for noticing. All right, let's not uh, get too... <laughs> <laughs> off topic. Let's not get too off topic uh, at the beginning. We have a lot of news to cover. It has been an exciting week uh, in entertainment and media. If you guys have not been keeping up, um, we are with you here every Tuesday night live on Twitch. This is a Cameos channel. Um, and then if you're not hip, you can catch us on Spotify, catch the replays. Um, and we, we try to bring you everything from Marvel, DC, uh, and everything in between that may or may not be more interesting. Although there has been just a ton of developments in those segments. So without further ado, Samsung, why don't you catch us up with all of the mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Majors news happening right now? Wait, was there Jonathan Majors news? Did he break I up more high school looking. kids, like more, more high school kids fighting that he's breaking up? I finally watched that video <laughs> after our last one. We look like Michael Jackson's beat it. Does it matter who's wrong? Oh, nah, what? It was terrible. <laughs> he's he's been out of the news. He's been back in hiding with Megan Good, living the dream. I'm tired of him. Uh, yeah. uh, so aside from we, Kang the Conqueror, yeah, yeah, he did make an appearance with her and Lorenz Tate this weekend. So I guess that's better than yeah, better than faking uh, high school fight <laughs> breakups. So Lorenz Tate is the third wheel. <laughs> another man that I hate. I don't hate Lawrence Anderson. I don't. I don't hate anybody. I hate some people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> on to the news. Speaking uh, of people that so, Sam hates, I, I don't hate this though. <laughs> Netflix <laughs> announced uh, a new anime. I guess yeah, it's a new anime uh, called Onimusha, um, and it's based on the mm. Capcom game, same name. Uh, premieres November second. Um, looks good. Animation looks good. It looks like a mix of like, you know, like the CG, uh, animation style. Yeah. And like art. So uh, I like, I like when they do that. Is, is it kind of like, um, the Tomorrowverse in the DC animated universe? I've never seen this before in my life. The, the, the most recent <laughs> one of, <laughs> the most recent run of animated films they've had with like, Oh, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. I, I think the, I think Tomorrowverse is a little cleaner. Uh, this okay. is like. I'm trying to think of what's on Netflix that uh, it's like. It's like one of one of those episodes of uh, of Castlevania is, is like this. Gotcha. Uh, animation wise, so it okay. looks pretty good though. Um, makes you want to follow up on the game story again. Does yeah, Netflix have again. like a studio that does anime? Because this does. I feel like they Castlevania. Mm. Yeah, I, I feel like they do, and I, I feel like uh, they might have multiple studios because, like, even the uh, what was that thing they did? The Voltron thing. Right, that that Voltron thing looked like, uh, kind of honestly, it looked like Avatar, right? The Last Airbender or Legend of Korra. So 
they might have like different studios that they work with, but they might have a main studio as well that does this specific style. Um, because they also did the uh, Seven Deadly Sins, and that was that looks terrible. Uh, anywho, I mean, <laughs> there were good no. fights in that. No, no, right. no. That was Please the horniest anime I've ever seen. Like off break, if you, they didn't even try go to hide back, it. Go back and watch like this. So the Black Clover movie was done yeah. by Netflix, and then like one of the seasons or movies for Seven Deadly Sins was done by Netflix, and they they look bad. All right. It, it looks bad. I'm, I, I can't. I can't even say anything else. Uh, all right, like all Netflix things, yeah, it's gonna be hit or miss. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah. Yeah, but I, no, this this looks good though. So, uh, November second, y'all look out for it. Um, what else? We got uh some like rumor news. Apparently, uh, Phil Spencer, uh, he he really wanted to buy Nintendo at one point. And this oh, was like yeah. leaked to the emails, according to IGN. <laughs> Which yeah, that would have been terrible. Yeah, it would have been terrible. And for those who don't know, Phil Spencer is over there at Xbox. So yeah, for Xbox to buy Super Mario Bros. being on yeah. Xbox would be absolutely some dystopian nightmare. That is pretty yeah. crazy to imagine. You know. Master Chief in Smash Bros. Like it would just, <laughs> like, I'm not saying I'm not saying I wouldn't play that game, but yeah, there's a weird Oh no, Nintendo versus Microsoft. Yeah. That's, that that actually is enticing to me. I mean, I would rather have them work together, but I do I don't like corporate mergers. Like I feel like competition is best for the consumer. And if you keep having these, you know, this this osmosis of capitalism. It's um, it's gonna end badly for all of us. And mm-hmm. to be honest, Microsoft hasn't been making the best decisions, and Nintendo they don't make the best decisions either. But they yeah. at least give us quality. Yeah. Like Microsoft is somehow in third place in terms of like what they're putting out, with the exception of Game Pass. So, so interesting segue. I don't know if this is one of our stories, but I think Phil Spencer had said in an interview inadvertently, like if uh xbox game pass does not like start to turn a profit in the next four years like they're gonna Mm. they're they're done that's it like and i mean that's kind of like he's giving himself a big runway there but he was Mm. effectively saying like yeah all of our eggs are in this basket and (laughs) he came out like two or three weeks ago and basically said we're losing the console wars we don't sell as many first party games as sony like we're just in a different industry um, so it makes sense, mm-hmm. like their strategy right now, but for him to double down and basically say like, yeah, if this game pass thing doesn't pan out, uh, like Satya, it's been a good run. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of crazy for somebody in his position to say, they don't typically come out and like lay all their stuff out like that. But it also does speak to like how confident in their like strategy he is because i don't think phil spencer would come out and just be like blunt like that and say that if he wasn't a hundred percent sure that this like cloud gaming thing was gonna be like what carried them out i'm pretty sure if he wasn't confident he would have sent every shareholder into a seizure there's no you can't just say things like that without everyone freaking out but i'd be curious to watch like the stock ticker like as he was talking just like Look like a Richter scale. Yeah. Uh, to, me, uh, to me, this just shows that these game companies do not care about y'all. 
I've been telling y'all that for years. You just never will listen. <laughs> They don't care. It's always about profits. We always know that. It's just we hope that in their pursuit of profits, they pump out some quality from time to time. Why would they do that? You're going to buy it anyway. Like Starfield. I mean, because Starfield ratings no, Disney bought, like Starfield isn't that bad, bad of a game. Like, yeah, but the ratings are bad. <laughs> They've fallen I mean, below Fallout 76. That's because oh, it's a review. Is this a segue? Is this segue? Yeah, that was a segue? You didn't even know. <laughs> you didn't even know that's how I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. <laughs> you know what? I'll give you that one. You win. That was a good segue. <laughs> the most like rated s- Bethesda game ever. Yep. And you know why? Because they don't care about y'all. Yeah, or, or, or nerds get bent out of shape when they don't get their way immediately. That's it's like. You. I wasn't. I was, I'm not much on the Starfield bandwagon, but for what I've seen, it's just a decent game. It's in no way deserving of that score. It's definitely not worse than Fallout 76, which was a nightmare. I mean, and to be fair, this is the the Steam score. Yeah, right. that's what people Love tend to go to like vent their frustrations, not actually give quality reviews. Yeah, because I know everyone that's playing on console doesn't have any issues. So yeah. it's the people playing on uh, PC that are like pissed. Yeah, it was yeah. not optimized like for the computer, which is crazy because like Bethesda got their roots on the PC and mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was not a good port. The game definitely has its issues. It's not like the, you know, 10 out of 10 stellar blockbuster that like Skyrim was when it came out that like is genre defining. It's mm-hmm. it's a next gen Bethesda game that honestly feels like five years too late. This needed to yeah. come out. This needed to come out before COVID, to be honest. Like, yeah, it, it has mean, really pretty effects. But honestly, I'm playing through Cyberpunk again right now, just like on the limited free time that I have. And I'm like, this game, Cyberpunk looks better. And it came out four years ago. Or yeah. three years ago. I was like, what what's happening? I feel like, I don't know if this is true, but it's like, is it still on the same exact engine that they use for Fallout? Just polished? They're, they're calling it Creation Engine 2. So mm-hmm. the answer to your shit. question is... Yeah, kind of. And the, they the need trickier, to get off that engine. The trickier part of that is that um, I've heard rumors that Skyrim Two or whatever uh, Elder Scrolls Seven is going mm-hmm. to be on the same engine, which is kind of like very disappointing. Yeah, some things that I'm noticing is like the lack of like cutscenes or like cinematics are really starting to like be apparent. Whereas like in the in the before times you could get away with that. Whereas now mm-hmm. it's just kind of like you, you expect like a grand thing. And when that's not delivered, you're kind of like, huh? Like it just kind of takes you out of the immersion as, as weird and counterintuitive as that sounds like yeah. you're just so used to seeing something like a spectacle when there's not one, mm-hmm. it's just, it's really obvious. And I've noticed that in Starfield, mm-hmm. there's no cutscenes. It's all just like, And it, for that reason, it just kind of falls flat for me. Yeah, I feel like they just need a new direction, like a new art style. Because it's like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Bethesda owns Arcane Studios, the creators of Deathloop. And uh, Dishonored. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you have a team that can create unique art styles with unique engines and go in a different direction than what we've seen for Fallout and, you know, um, Elder Scrolls and everything. Like Those are great games for their time, but it's clear that that engine is getting stale. They need to try something new. So it's like, on on top of what you said with uh, it coming out a few years too late, it's just, it's the same. 
Like yeah. every but one of the big criticisms I saw going into Starfield before it was even released and they were doing the big previews was that it looks like Fallout just in space. Yeah. And you need to try like you need to stop revisiting that well because Fallout 76 blew up the Fallout brand. So anything yeah. that looks like Fallout is immediately going to be dismissed. Yeah, that's a huge problem. I, I will say the game definitely looks better than Fallout. It's uh, it's like Fallout 4K. I mean, it like if the thing with this game that is actually impressive is that you can like zoom in on any single cup, pen, notepad. And it's like there's clearly been an artist that like spent a week and a half like designing that one item, which is pretty cool. But like, that's not why I play these games, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic in terms of like the imagery and the art style, but it's like, then what happens when you pan to a, another quote, quote unquote human and they have, they can't emote they're, They don't blink. Their eyes look terrifying yeah. when they look at your character. It's just, that's been a common thread with Bethesda games and it needs to change or else when Elder Scrolls comes along, it's going to be the exact same narrative where it's like you have this overhyped game, not overhyped because Elder Scrolls did earn its hype, but mm -hmm. with how much has been built over the years, Everyone is just going to be more and more excited as time comes on. And then eventually when we get to a point where it's released, it's going to be the same exact thing of just like, yeah, this sounded great in theory, but it's the same old, same old. And you need to do better. I think that's what this game really brought like up is that the Bethesda formula just isn't it's not a next gen formula. They got it. Yeah. They got to update it. Yeah. Plus, Elder Scrolls is going to have to compete with Baldur's Gate. So good luck with that shit. Well, speaking of doing better, because you guys aren't going to finish this game anyway, so <laughs> we're, we're, we're done talking about it, because <laughs> you guys won't finish playing it. Uh, uh, the Continental um, needs to do better, according to IGN. They received a five in uh, a rating, and for those that don't know, the Continental is the uh, uh, John Wick spinoff show. Um, that is coming out on what is it? I think HBO. It's not Max. Is it? Is Max? I, or is it Peacock? It might be Peacock. Yeah, that, that's where it got uh tricky. Yeah, it's it's Peacock. Uh, so they gave it a five, and it's like the uh, prequel to the John Wick story. Um, apparently it's missing some things. But I, if, if we're being fair, I don't trust IGN reviews. Right? They gave like. They give, remember their Batman list? Their best Batman was like. Yeah, we talked about that on stupid. Yeah, like they, I, don't, I don't trust them. So uh, interested to see, see it when it actually comes out. And when does it come out? Did you see the thing that got posted today? I think it was a tweet. I don't know if it was in our news uh, chat or not, but um, apparently the... Rotten Tomato score went from fifty to sixty-five percent, like suspicious over the course of like fifteen reviews or something like that. So basically, mm -hmm. half of the people, the critics who had reviewed it, said like it's worth seeing, and then all of a sudden, like fifteen more see it, and they all recommend mm -hmm. it. It's just kind of like, hmm. Yeah, very topical to our last conversation. Yeah. If you guys missed that, you can catch it on Spotify. <laughs> talk about yeah. the uh maybe bribery happening on the rotten tomatoes website definitely, definitely happening yeah, definitely confused. probably maybe yeah allegedly because we ain't trying to get sued but right. <laughs> there's been a lot of evidence supporting the fact that rotten tomatoes is bullshit yeah yep 
but so was IGN. So and oh and uh the show's already out actually. It came out the twenty second, which was what? Last week. Yeah. Right. It was day twenty six. So yeah. Came out last week. Uh, at least the first episode came out. I don't know if the whole series is there. So if you have Peacock, uh you can check it out. Uh e- Sorry, I didn't have a segue for this. Uh, Come on. Come on. The, we, we, so good. Sorry, I'm sorry. We just got a new trailer for uh, Hunger Games, Battle of the Songbirds and Snakes. Uh, it'll be in theaters November 17th. But um, I I don't, I'll be honest, like, I watched the trailer, like, it's not, it's not doing anything for me. But again, I never liked the first three, right? Because I saw Battle Royale. Mm-hmm. So this is not Battle Royale. Uh, yeah. It's like a light version of Battle Royale to me. I, mean, I enjoyed um, it. That movie depends on whether or not they put Rachel Zegler in front of a camera for an interview. Because the way she's been trash talking the new Snow White movie has been hilarious on social media. What? You didn't see any of those clips where no. she's been talking about how like just trashes the, the concept of Snow White where it's like the fact that this princess has to go and, you know, um, be so obsessed with a prince and the love story and all that stuff and it's just like yeah it's it's okay for a woman to fall in love in a movie and she just went a little too far left with a lot of her politics where it's just like we just want to see oh, actually no, I don't say and we, they but... dropped her from the cast yeah so because all she was doing was uh... trashing the concept of Snow White in every interview and it's like, yeah, I get like a woman can be independent and that's great and all, but it's like y'all already got a bunch of non-dwarves in the movie. It's like y'all are inclusive enough. Wait, they really put non-dwarves in the movie? Yeah, it's just a, like Snow White and the seven dudes she bunks with. Is it, it should just be the dudes that starred as the hobbits in The Lord of the Rings and they just do that cinematography thing where they make them look small. <laughs> it's well, pretty much that. It's a I thought that was blood. a joke. No, if you've seen the set footage for that, like it's it's not dwarves it. anymore because right they now. didn't want to exclude, you know, they didn't I, I thought that was fake. No, that was real. How would they exclude like normal, like able sized people? Yeah, I, I don't know if they want to make a mockery of <laughs> short people, height challenged individuals, but it's just like. It's so counterintuitive because it's like if there's one job that they could have had in Hollywood, which there are not an abundance of, it would have been this. I don't know what to say about this to not get us canceled, but I do see that they were um, like well into shooting like their stuff of her dressed as Snow White. Like so they were already clearly filming or at least doing pre stuff. And the fact that they kicked out all the little people and said, hey, we're going to be inclusive and just have like multiracial, multi everything. And yeah, then, is, you know, is that inclusive? It's, it's, so it's not Snow like White it, and the Seven Dwarves. It'll be Snow White and the. No, it's, it's just Snow White. It's just. It's, just, White. it's a girl <laughs> living with seven roommates in Brooklyn now. Like, that's it. <laughs> what is that meme? What is that meme with the girl on the couch with the dudes behind her? Is it like Snow White? <laughs> <laughs> that's Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be funny if her name like her porn name was actually Snow White oh my god uh, that's to those of you who don't know what we're talking about no, uh, don't tell them there's kids don't, in there man. don't look them up maybe I don't know there might be kids. oh my god alright yeah, there's gotta be, be a, there's gotta be a segue built in there Sam 
Yeah, go ahead. Make uh, a porn segue. I don't have any <laughs> porn segues. I'm sorry. Wow. Uh, but apparently there, there's uh, I forgot who said it because uh, now I'm thrown off by thinking about that uh, <laughs> that meme. Uh, <laughs> but uh, speaking of uh, recasting, I guess mm. uh, apparently Hugh Jackman and all the uh, Fox legacy Marvel character actors. They won't be recast until um, I think it's after was that Secret Invasion, right? In the uh, or sorry, not Secret Invasion, Secret Wars. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, 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 sorry. Right. Okay, yeah, Secret Wars. And the reason for that is um, uh, Feige just wanted to they wanted to use that as like the true refresh of the uh, or the soft reboot. Sorry of the universe right so uh we'll get to see um all those fox marvel people get their last hurrah and then uh boom we'll get like our soft reboot and get new actors as the uh the x-men that's probably that's probably when we'll get like all the announcements right for our x-men fantastic true fantastic four uh, casting because there's there's a lot of rumors, but that movie won't come out until after uh, Secret Wars anyway, right? Unless I'm mm. mixing up my uh, mixing up my timeline. Am I? No, I think you're. Nah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. and then uh, uh, and and to tie into that, um, Sean Levy uh, was talking about the Fox Marvel legacy characters being in Deadpool 3. Um, so they're not going to just make, like, snap their fingers and act like they don't exist. Um, that that whole legacy Fox thing shaped a lot of what we know, so... Uh, Hughes, like, he, he also, like, confirmed Hughes. Hughes there, he's staying there, nothing's uh, changing there, and then that's part of their storytelling. So they're not going to just snap those characters away either. So whoever you do see in that, in Deadpool 3, and then when they, when we get to uh, Secret Wars, is who's going to stay up until it's over. So I hope we get, like, what's, what's her name? Uh, who was who was uh, Elektra? Uh, Jennifer Gardner. Yeah, I hope we get Jennifer Gardner. I hope we get Ben Affleck. Uh, I hope we get Chris Evans as uh, Human Torch. <laughs> Bring all these yeah. people in randomly, yeah. and then snap um, them away with the uh, whole implode, imploding universes. Yeah, I want that to happen. I just hope they have an actual story to tell. Because it's like they do; they have to. I mean, not necessarily because it's like Marvel lately has been sure going that. for the nostalgia bait, where it's like, oh hey, remember this person, or oh hey, let's do this, and it's just more for spectacle. Like, I like the way they did it in No Way Home, where it's like they brought back Toby and Andrew and they wrapped up a lot of their stories in various ways with, like, Andrew saving um, MJ the same way he didn't save Gwen. Like, yeah. little moments like that that, like, give more substance to the characters we know and not just, oh, hey, let's have a big endgame scene with all your favorite nostalgia characters that does absolutely nothing for any of them, but just please give us our, your money as a result. Yeah, but we, in this instance, we don't need that that whole, we don't need their stories to come to end, right? Because we know what Secret Wars is about, right? They're fighting, they're fighting for their lives, basically. Well, they're we fighting for the we think we know, 
but let's not pretend I, they haven't taken some liberties well, with some titles lately. All right, that's that's you know fair. I mean? We know what the we know what the comics are about. Yeah, and we also know that Kevin Feige is like coming in. He's being more active about things being like comic focused, especially given what we heard about last week with Marvels, the Marvels. I was about to say Marvels three, but it's not Marvels. 3. Yeah, right. So I would hope that if if Kevin Feige is there, he's a comic book nerd. They're like probably focusing on the comic book story of Secret Wars. If they're doing that, you know, maybe at some point Beyonder's there, like these characters are there from their respective universes, just fighting, you know, trying to save their universes. And uh, that that's what I would want to see. Yeah. I, I can just understand that. Just like, I wanted to have more substance than just Flash. So it's like somewhere would be right in the middle where it's like, okay, like these characters are awesome. We're happy to see them again, but not to the point where it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, flash in the pan kind of moment, more of like, like a glorified cameo. Like I want them to be actual characters and yeah. less just a means to get asses in the seats of the theater. But they haven't even been doing that. Like, it's like, we haven't even seen, I mean, I guess, I guess multiverse of madness kind of had that with like some Illuminati stuff. That's- that's a really good example of a bad way to do it. Definitely just like thrown in there to like put them in the trailer. Um, but like aside from that one movie, a lot of these have been standalone things for better or for worse. I mean, I'll say like mm-hmm. Moon Knight uh, started okay. It ended yeah. pretty mediocre. Nothing. Yeah. No tie-ins to any other Marvel property. That's the only thing I'll give a kudos for is that one stood on its own legs. But... To middling success right but they did not try to just like shoehorn in like uh i don't know man we saw some like varying boxes in there remember yeah <laughs> a good exa- a good exa- another good example of the way they did it badly in my opinion was with kingpin where they just kind of threw him into hawkeye had his ass yeah, had him get his ass man. whooped and then that was it like it just like a setup yeah. for echo but also it seemed like he died spoiler alert not spoiler alert because it's probably oh, yeah. he's still alive and it's like yeah, yeah that's a good example that was a shitty way to draw attention to that yeah um, it's like, you could tell they did it specifically to just draw up conversation online get people interested in watching the show and it's like you took a fantastic character and made him a laughing stock also you could get viewership that's what i want to avoid it's like i want to see these characters again but give them something valid and with substance to do yeah, yeah. But they're not interested in that because I think the, I, I don't know. I'll give I'll give the process the benefit of the doubt. I I think COVID just completely fucked up the production timeline, and they're just like, just trying to put out what they can. I guess would be my like optimistic point of view, but it's just not hitting. Well, like at this yeah. point, at this point in the Thanos saga, we were like invested. We knew some shit was a brewing. <laughs> You <laughs> right now, it was a gold standard, man. It's all we know. It's all we know, and it's like no, I would. No, I'm saying, I, I would hope that at this point, they they've realized the you know folly of their ways. They're trying to get back on track. I mean, so, I'm gonna hope time to recalibrate with yeah. this, uh, the writer strike. With the writer yeah. strike, right? right. We're right. definitely so, gonna I'm, have to redo some stuff. I, I'm gonna hope for the best. I'm gonna hope that people are just at home writing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but speaking of like uh, new writers, uh, Jonathan Hickman, and this is a comic book story, by the way, just to throw out there, he's a comic book writer. Uh, 
Yeah, he's copyrighted. Uh, he's doing his own Ultimate Invasion Limited series. So, which is weird to me because they got rid of the the whole Ultimate Universe and the Marvel Comics mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but he's doing a limited series for Ultimate Spider-Man. So it's going to be a new, <laughs> a new comic book run, new Ultimate comic book run, and that just means it's not canon, right? It's like separate, so it's a different timeline. As a fun fact, uh, Jonathan Hickman is the original writer of The Secret Wars that the current MCU arc is based on, with the incursions mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. Yeah, I recognize the yeah. name. I, I've definitely read stuff from him. For sure. yeah, he's my favorite writer. It'd probably be good, but like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Marvel Comics he... is in this place where it's like, sometimes it's fantastic, sometimes it's just them trying to keep comic book alive as a medium so i mean i'm attached to anything that hickman does so i think this is going to be great it's just a matter of like okay what does this do for the greater marvel universe did he do the uh ultimate spider-man the miles morales run was that no that was was by uh brian michael bendis Mm. yeah he did that and that was also a fantastic run which is what made miles so great but uh in terms of the ultimate universe jonathan hickman was the architect of the universe that miles inhabits Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I just, uh, this segue, we just watched uh, Across the Spider-Verse again uh, last night, two nights ago. Where's that? God damn it. Was, what? What? Where, where, where? Where'd you watch? <laughs> I purchased it because I support, wow. I, I'm supporting the writers and actors. So Are you? They don't get paid off that purchase. You should have waited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's going right straight up. waited. That uh, I just swiped my credit card to Bob Iger. No, it was, it was just such a good movie. And I will say, like those um, differences that we were talking about between the theatrical and the um, uh, streaming version or whatever, I didn't notice any. Um, so the average person didn't. It was just people yeah. with too much time on their hands on yeah. Twitter, analyzing every frame. No, but to be fair, I noticed. Like I went with a friend of mine, Panama. Right, we because we saw it twice. Right, okay. so we sat there and we're sitting there watching it. And then he he taps me like, "Did this happen?" And then, like, no, this didn't happen in the first one. This is Brand different. New we, information. We, like, we definitely you know, noticed. You know what this is? This is Mandela effect at work. But like the burn scene bears and all this other stuff, like yeah, our, our generation of children right now are gonna grow up wondering. Okay, I could have swore Shazam was Sinbad. What is going on? I don't know, to be fair, like let's say for for this case, it's like it was like a week later, right? It wasn't like you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't like we waited a long yeah. time. <laughs> it might have been three days later. It wasn't even a week actually. It was like three days later. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, I'm, this is a shout out to Fu Money. He can't be with yeah. us today, but he wanted mm-hmm. to tell you guys that Rupert Murdoch is stepping down as the chairman of Fox News. Yeah, thank you, Fu. Yeah. This we should have like a business segment. Business with Fu. This is Fu's business segment. For those mm-hmm. that don't know, when, when Disney purchased Fox, uh, they couldn't purchase the uh, Fox News portion of it, right? That That was like deemed. Uh, that's where the competition lied for some reason. I don't understand how that makes sense, but whatever. So that's separate. And Rupert Murdoch uh, was the CEO or chairman of that. Yeah, so I, I think part of that deal was that like they couldn't own too many business, I mean, excuse me, too many news networks and they already had ABC. 
I, yeah, but you can own a bunch of studios. Like it, <laughs> that's why it just doesn't make sense. I ain't make the rules. I was just laying the information. <laughs> I would say like if you have a news network that leans left and a news network that leans right, and you own both of them, that's problematic. Yeah. That's definitely problematic. I would have loved just, to see. Yeah. I would have loved to see Fox News's commentary on Ron DeSantis when he was beefing with Disney. If Disney <laughs> owned Fox News. <laughs> Ron oh, DeSantis, man. actual demon person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, for if, if you care, Rupert Murdoch's like ninety two, so he needs to step down anyway. Yeah. If you've also, ever the, seen, um, Fox just played a defamation suit. They settled a defamation suit uh, and had to oh, pay wow. like uh, seven hundred eighty five, seven hundred eighty seven million uh, to a that, that Oh yeah, that's so. This all happened this year, and they're like, hey. Go ahead and step down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's basically what the show, um, uh, which we'll call it, was based on. The one that just ended about the billionaires. The oh, Succession. Succession. Uh, was basic, that yeah, was basically yeah. a Rupert Murdoch mockumentary was Logan Roy. Um, Telling his kids to fuck off every <laughs> season. <laughs> Even the merger that they did, they did like a merger with a company called Gojo, which was essentially supposed to be like Google. The mm -hmm. The news network did not get included in that deal. So it was like they were very much drawing stories from like the way this shit was happening out in real life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We got a, I, I don't know, I don't know how to segue to it, but uh, <laughs> um, Disney, <laughs> uh, Disney released their uh, 100th anniversary short film uh, trailer. Wow. Uh, so it's, it's called What's Upon a Studio, right? And we talked about this before where they can't really, well, at first they couldn't really do anything uh, for their uh, 100th anniversary because they, you know, the writer's strike the uh, actors strike um we'll talk more about that later mm -hmm. so this might change but uh their film premieres uh on the 15th on abc uh so i just i just want to know did they include song of the yeah. south in this hundred year anniversary <laughs> are the jim crows dancing with mickey mouse and goofy uh probably the uh <laughs> fantasia they, they get the brooms out <laughs> start sweeping let's talk about everything Disney for a long hundred years years of anti-semitism mm -hmm. <laughs> nah we not let's, let's move on they're not ready for that discussion <laughs> uh, uh, we also got a trailer for the script, Squid Game uh, reality series uh, that's coming out on uh, November 22nd on Netflix um, and it is it looks cool, right? Like, but there's there's no death, <laughs> so like uh, less interesting now. <laughs> yeah, like, what are these stakes? <laughs> right. I want to, I want a oh, Squid Game Love Is Blind crossover. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you, hey, uh, get married. Now you got every good. All like, either you find your love voice. or you die. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch it though. Like I'm not gonna. I'm, I am gonna watch. Yeah, it. I will too. Absolutely. <laughs> it looks. It looks uh, decent. It's just no. It, it, it's like it's either you go super serious like the show, 
or you go, what was the name of that show on like, it was like the, the Spike, the Spike TV, like Ultimate Showdown or like Wonder Shows and something like, it was like American what? Gladiators, but it was Asian and it was com- comedy. Like, so Wonder that, is it no wonder chosen was, was definitely oh, uh, a spoof on like yes. one of the japanese shows there was also another one uh, i know what you're talking about but it, yes it was yeah but it was like it was like it was asian american gladiators and they had american yeah. voiceovers and it was hilarious yep. i yep. love that show it's it's on a uh, prime right now you can watch i want to say that was wonder shows mm-hmm. yeah yeah that, it, no no, that, no you're what what you're talking about is the american version but he's talking about the like a tech TV or whatever it was used to play the actual Japanese version of the show with like shitty voiceovers. Yeah. It it was hilarious. That version of the show is on Amazon prime. Yeah. If they're going to do squid game, they need to do it like that. Just pure comedy, just horrible voiceovers and just people destroying themselves. Oh, thank you. MXC. Yes. Thank you so much. There you go. And thank you to Most Extreme Elimination well. Challenge. Yeah, Wonder yeah. Chosen was a, a based on swim that. thing from what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. Wonder Chosen was based on that. It was one of those things. Well, okay. But yeah, I, we'll MXC. We'll see. MXC. We'll see if it'll be good. The Most okay. Extreme Elimination Challenge. That shit was, oh my God. I used, to, I used to be crying at two o'clock in the morning when it was on Spike. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hilarious, uh, <laughs> Expendables 4 13 <laughs> <laughs> percent uh, uh, and this is again we don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes but you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know who's right price of day. <laughs> that, that is true uh, looks like the audience loves it uh, well they like it 70 percent uh, from audience reviews but 13 percent from critics uh, which we expect because the mm-hmm. three aren't very great. It's kind of just a hodgepodge of uh, <laughs> just people <laughs> thrown in there as action stars. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this can exist when Fast and Furious does in its current, <laughs> current state. Like, it's only that's what it is. Yeah. They, need, ooh, they need a crossover. That is true. They need to go against each other. The Expendables are like sit after the uh, fashion group. <laughs> yeah, just have like versus family. Have, have John Cena's character go and recruit like the geriatric <laughs> Avengers, and then just merge the two universes. Jason Statham would have to be like one of those like things where they CGI him. Oh yeah, because he's yeah. in both. So in both. We, would, we would have to have like some. Oh, he's my twin. So, there's your lore connection. <laughs> it's an evil twin. Yeah, it's his evil twin. <laughs> uh, he only wears like a, a beret. He always has one on. That's the evil twin. He's always coming out <laughs> with his gun. Beret and a mustache. Have me French. We could finally see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger have like a fist fight with, uh, you know, Vin Diesel or mm. The Rock or you name it. We don't need to see these old men in their 70s fist fighting. It would you literally be like, Sylvester Stallone, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and a bunch of other, like <laughs> Ving Rhames, just a bunch of other people just holding on for dear life, trying to fight. <laughs> with like Vin 20 Diesel, jump cuts with every punch because they're too old to actually do their own stunts. <laughs> Camera is never straight. It just yeah. always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, the moment they stop talking. It and it's always seizure. from the back. Yeah, you never see the front of their face. Uh, oh, uh, all right. that's so funny. Um, 
All right, some some random Marvel stories. I'm just going to run through these. Uh, so we can... We, we've been off on a tangent a lot. We can it's, spend more time on Marvel when Marvel deserves more time. Marvel yeah. does not deserve more time. <laughs> not right now. Oh, not until next week, actually, because Loki Season 2 comes out October. Hey, okay. that's a sad I'm week. actually excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited for that, too. So we'll, we'll really get into Marvel next week. Um, but some Wonder Man news... Uh, apparently it's like kind of like uh, She-Hulk, uh, where it's just a straight comedy, which is uh, that's that's fine. Wonder Man doesn't need to be. It fits the character. Yeah, he doesn't need to be that serious. Um, also, uh, just uh, some fun things. Apparently, uh, Chadwick Boseman and Lupita Nyong'o, uh, they both auditioned for Guardians of the Galaxy. They had auditioned as Drax and uh, Gamora, respectively. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah, respectfully. Thank you. Uh, so, actually, kind of good. Kind of glad that uh, they were cast in Black Panther as well, like their characters. Yeah, um, I can see Lupita Nyong'o being a good Gamora. Uh, I don't know. She doesn't seem like ruthless enough, but at the same time, neither was Zoe Saldana. I agree. No. I don't think either of them like, were very yeah. well cast. I, I don't know. For the comic book run of Gamora is like badass space ruthless. bitch. Yeah, she's Lady Thanos. Yeah, right. like the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. She's also thick. And, <laughs> and Zoe Saldana is very attractive, but not. I, I will say, like, the time displaced Gamora was mm. more ruthless than yeah. the original Gamora. Correct. The one that ended so, up joining the Ravagers. Yeah, she was like actually Gamora, comic mm, Yeah, more canon to the character. Oh shit, yeah. my wife is in here. Let's stop talking about hot characters. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk about one more hot character uh, or characters because apparently there was a doctor uh, who estimates that like 50, 50 to 75% percent of Marvel actors use some form of performance enhancing drugs to improve their physique, which is just funny to me. And there was also like a story of uh, Chris Pratt talking about how he had to like <laughs> so he had to drink like a glass of water for every pound he weighed when he was training. Oh my god! So it was, it was like unhealthy. The training regimen was like excessive. Did, okay, yeah. I was gonna say like as an example of like okay, what the fuck is going on with Chris Pratt? Like two years prior to him being uh, like Star-Lord, he was in Parks and Rec trying to run a mile in 10 minutes like mm. as a as a joke and he like dropped down on the ground and pulled all his clothes off and he was like, it's too hot, I'm gonna die. And he's just like this big fat dude that can't run a mile and then all of a sudden he's Star-Lord with like a six pack and like pecs <laughs> and it's like I remember seeing that clip and I was like, what the fuck happened? So, that's yeah, that's the power of steroids. That's mm. Yeah, I I personally hate oh, that. somebody like, like <laughs> we have water with steroids, but like I hate that there's so much misconception about fitness because of things like this, where it's like you have magazines and you have like you know actors themselves saying like, oh yeah, I just dedicated myself to fitness for six months and I went from a stick to Thor, and it's no, it's <laughs> not how the human body works. It's like if you actually got into fitness, it would take you a year or two minimum just to get the body that you feel within your ideal. Right. To become like Chris Hemsworth, you need right. half a decade. 
So when you create these unfair beauty standards, all it does is discourage regular people who don't have steroids, who don't have the best fitness trainers in the world from, from going to the gym. So it's like, bro, you're in acting. Why are you lying about getting this physique? It's not like you're in sports where if you have performance enhancing drugs, you're going to be disqualified. It's just say, hey, I stuck a needle in my butt and then I turned into Wolverine. That's how this works. At least that's honest. There's yeah. probably something in their like non-disclosures that they can't talk about their thing. Cause like they don't pay for that. There's no way that they're paying for those nutrition trainers and all that yada yada bullshit. I would assume yeah. it's some kind of thing to like keep it pure. It's not very Christian to stick a needle in your butt and become <laughs> a mutant, you know? It's, it literally happens insane. through God and uh vegetables. Yeah, no. God it's, and creatine. God and creatine. <laughs> and something that was developed in Russia and or China. Uh we unclear. Yeah, man. I I'm not surprised, but it's just one of those things I never really thought about because it's like I don't really give a shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not they they CG the shit out of them anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Yeah. It's like, why even, I don't see the, I mean, I understand the reason for lying because they have to keep it the, the machismo, like the, the, the toxic masculine, like, oh yeah, it's just through raw dedication we made this happen. And it's like, no, dude, like you, you were built like group a few months ago and now you look like Black Adam. Like, come on. I guarantee you, I guarantee you it's some Disney thing that has them sign off and say basically like, hey, don't, you know, if whatever you do off the books, you're not going to talk about it. Because they want these young kids to like look up to these people as actual heroes, and that's why they like cut them when they say some problematic shit, like Snow yeah. White talking disparagingly about <coughs> women's rights and dwarves or whatever. <laughs> All while destroying their self esteem with unfair, unrealistic beauty standards. It's just yeah, it bothers me. Uh. Last bit of like, it was not really a Marvel story. It's just like a, it's really a WB story. But apparently uh, David Goyer, and oh, sorry if you don't know, and not apparently, this actually happened. Uh, David Goyer is a writer, uh, the genius behind the first, all three Blade movies. He wrote all three. Uh, he also did the story for uh, Batman Begins and wrote for, and the other two as well, Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Uh, very prolific writer in Hollywood uh, until he got to Batman vs. Superman and Man's Still. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we don't talk about that. We don't talk about yeah, that. We don't talk about those. We're going to get death uh, threats from Snyder fans. <laughs> I don't care about them. <laughs> Pull up. Uh, <laughs> he, he, uh, he was doing a, an interview with uh, Josh Horowitz uh, on his, uh, uh, I guess, podcast, and he talked about how Warner Brothers was saying that they needed their, they wanted their own version of the MCU, right? So they apparently had pitched him uh, 20 movies over the next 10 years. Uh, and he's just like, yeah, it was, just, it was too much. You can watch his full interview on uh, Josh, Josh Horowitz's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, and if you're looking, it is called Josh Horowitz. This, that's what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> his show is called Easy to Remember. Yeah, his, his show is called Happy Sad Confused. So, yeah, I remember yeah. the old slate 
You remember, guys, remember where it was like after Batman v Superman, it was supposed to be like Justice League and then Flash and then Cyborg and then Green Lantern Corps and then yeah. Justice League again and then yeah. another Justice League that was like Injustice where like evil Superman took over the world with Darkseid and the new yeah. Justice League had to time travel and all this crazy shit. And it just said, it it's, just idea. it's a good idea, but like they, their execution is poor. So we'll see what uh, James Gunn does with it. Mm-hmm. Well, at what point I, in like their um, movie making did they come up with this timeline? I'm just trying to figure out where they decided. Like, oh yeah, we need to like lay out the next 20 years. Was it right after, after right after Man of, Man of Steel? Like, oh yeah, yeah. But the very no, excuse me, it was after Batman v Superman because they, they felt that that was going to be a big hit at the box office, and it was if you don't adjust for like actual like if you don't look at it in the same scale of the mcu because if you think about it batman v superman a film that debuted with batman superman and the wonder woman for the first time together on film made less money than black panther and captain marvel so it's it's i wouldn't really qualify as a success but like after that that's when they mapped out the slate with just all this nonsense without establishing a foundation that wasn't as divisive as the mcu yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 not less divisive, divisive than the MCU. Mm. Uh, yeah, no one liked it. Actually, no, it just it it was liked by by a marginal fan base, and that's why you have the Snyder fans who go obsess over it, and then the rest of society who's just like this is trash, and you can't build on trash, and that's why the DC EU is no more. Yeah. Also, sorry, and I just want to add, he also in that same interview. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, he also said that uh, Warner Brother execs, they wanted the Riddler to be in Dark Knight Rises, and then they wanted him to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> throw that in there. Uh, uh, crush that role. Wow. It, it, yeah, I mean, that, that would have been, been great. Yeah, that would have been the Grammy right there. <laughs> the first Grammy. But at the end of the day, you don't uh, need... I'm, I'm glad they didn't do that. I, those three movies are one of my favorite uh, three movies. They're all really good. Uh, and I think The Dark Knight Rises is my favorite of the three. Uh, it, just, it just seems more real to me. So I, I'm, I like how they did it. Raven Stadium getting nuked? Like you think that wasn't Raven cool? Stadium. How dare you? That was the Steelers. Steelers. It was Heinz Ward outrunning oh, an earthquake. Shit, yeah. you're right. You're right. Ben, ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. was, took time off from being terrible to pose in the movie. Um, <laughs> do we think Tom Hardy won any uh, or was nominated for anything for his role as Bane? I remember, his, I remember being very divisive about like whether people appreciated him as Bane or not. Nobody could understand him. <laughs> he was great to me. I, I don't care what y'all say. Find me a map and point to wherever his accent came from. Cause that ain't Spanish, that ain't Polish, that ain't English. What, what was what voice was he trying to capture with that Bane accent? Darkness. <laughs> I was born in the dark. Exactly. That's where his, his voice came from. He's got it like weird. a violent parakeet. It was. Afforded <laughs> <laughs> by it. <laughs> I wasn't a fan, but I love him. I understand why they needed so Bane because they needed a physical threat to Batman. By that different, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a very different kind of villain, but man, like Bane in the comics is just 
I don't know. I feel like they could have done something. They should have found a swole Venezuelan man and just had him go beat up on Christian Bale for three hours. That would have been accurate. <laughs> also, just got like got somebody bunny physically large. Bad bunny. <laughs> bad bunny before he was famous. They just <laughs> like Lucy Toussaint just said, they gentrified Bane. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't hey, have Tom. to like make like a huge hulking dude, but they could have at least tried to cast somebody who was like uh the dude that plays the the mountain in Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like him. They could have done what they did with Sweet Tooth in um what's the name? The new Twisted Metal, where it's like they got a hulking big guy and just and had someone do the voiceover. Because he has a wear wears a mask the whole time. Yeah, and just got a Hispanic dude because Bane is Spanish. Yeah, but if, if who's that one guy that plays every like uh Hispanic like gangster? Rock Lesnar. Oh no, there's a guy. He's he's not Spanish or he's not. Hispanic. Oh yeah, yeah, he plays every LA gangster. <laughs> yeah, he plays every LA gangster. <laughs> he's not Spanish at all. That's what they did for a Tom Hardy. <laughs> Or just have Tom Hardy do the acting and then do that dude, have the, that dude do the voice. Danny Trejo. Like, up on Batman, like, hey, Vato. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a, a couple more things so we, then we'll get to our main story. Uh, I don't even know what that is. This is just a fun thing. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, she's a huge One Piece fan. Um, and she is going to lobby for the role of Dr. Correa. In the live action uh, for season two, because season two is when we'll see Doctor Reha, because that's when we see Chopper. Chopper Netflix sorry. has greenlit season two. Yeah, they're already mm-hmm. greenlit. Um, so that that would be cool if she comes on in. Uh, what's not cool though is they're doing an Office reboot. Um, oh God, yeah. Why? So I, I don't know. It's weird. Like it's it, what's his name? Greg Daniels is the is the guy doing it but if if you don't know the office is a remake of a british show uh of the same name mm-hmm. uh, that was created by ricky gervais right so ricky gervais created the show then uh, greg daniels uh created the american version huge success and now he's trying to do a reboot um mm-hmm. where i think it it i think it's still dunder mifflin right but i don't think it's the same characters oh wait wait, wait. so they're gonna like redo the whole show. It's not gonna be like a continuation of like where the characters are now. It's not gonna be Steve Carell and uh, what's his name that plays Jim Halpert. And... They're, uh, they're gonna have don't pull a scrub season nine, please don't. For hold on, I gotta now I gotta go find it. That what I, I actually didn't read the article. We just this was just posted today. I think we just no, I, I read it. <laughs> you should yeah, yeah i read it i just i forgot what they were uh, i was i under think the it's a full reboot yeah oh my god no it's, it's a full reboot but like it's not like it, th- there's like a, a timeline <laughs> to it i'm laughing at food my bad continue uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter. I, don't, I, don't, I don't care enough to, to go find it again. I don't understand why they're doing this when I'm I was going to say Scrubs. When The Office is still one of the most popular shows on streaming, it's like yeah. just leave it. It's the most popular show among all sneaky links. Just yeah. you don't need to touch it. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's why I thought they were doing a continuation. I thought they got like you know 
uh, Steve Carell and the rest of the crew back together to do another nah, season or nah. something. Nah, not them. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. It that is, would man. also be a terrible idea. I'm not saying I condone that, but that's what I thought they were going for. was like, what was that show? Roxanne or uh, Scrubs or they did How I Met Your Mother. Community. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I also, oh yeah, I don't know if they're doing Community at all. They're doing a movie because oh, okay, they're doing a movie, but yeah, now, running now Chevy Chase, right? Yeah, thank God. Oh, yeah. He, he died in the show canonically, so he's gone. Yeah, it's, it, Chevy Chase came out. He, he did an interview talking about how uh, he just he, he, it wasn't like funny enough for him. Like he enjoyed his time, but it, it, like being around a bunch of people and it's too much at the end of the day. He it wasn't his said, type of funny. He said some problematic shit, which is why Nicole Yvette Brown left, I think. Uh, I, you didn't well, hear about the I reason mean, that Chevy Chase left the community? No, but yeah. he, I said he enjoyed his time. I didn't say they enjoyed their time oh. with him. He, I, I heard that the reason he left was because he was being uh, vilified so much. Like, they made him the butt of all the jokes, and then Chevy Chase was like, what, do you just want me to say the N-word? But he just actually said the n-word and so they were just and so nicole yvette brown was like deuces i'm out because she they like he did not get along with like anybody on the show up to that point um he he said this interview was recent where he said like he was like uh he didn't like the type of comedy it wasn't hard enough for him that's not saying, what i recall when he left the, the show this is yeah. well his new interview this is he's trying to rewrite history he's my, trying my to question, come my question is it's like why are people interviewing chevy chase yeah. <laughs> is, is there a new vacation movie coming out like, <laughs> what, what don't we know <laughs> is it like an snl reunion i don't i don't know like, he hasn't done anything I, since community i heard he uh, was problematic and just didn't like always. the direction that Dan Harmon put on his uh, character in that. I mean, you're right, because uh, in the beginning, I think, like, he was extremely problematic on set, and then Dan Harmon, in a way to, like, take jabs at him, he would always, like, write Chevy Chase's character as, like, either an old racist or out of yeah. touch, and yeah. then when they would do a lot of improv, as an actor, like, you draw from reality, so they mm. would kind of make jokes at his expense during the improv sessions, and he took it personal because, you know, that's what he does. And then he escalated his problematic behavior to the point where he dropped the N-bomb and pretty much destroyed his casting on the show and made Yvette Nicole Brown leave. So, once again, don't, just don't interview Chevy Chase anymore. Like, we don't <laughs> need any, any more of his commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, two more things and then main story. Uh, uh, Nathan uh, Felder and uh, Emma Stone's they're doing a bizarre home improvement uh, comedy series called The Curse, and it's coming out November tenth on Paramount Plus. Uh, I think if you have Showtime though, or something like that, it, I don't know. That's, that's weird. I'll find out November tenth if I can watch it. What's exactly. it called? It's called The Curse, and it's about home improvement. It, yeah, it's like a it's a weird home improvement comedy series. Yeah, I'm assuming their house is cursed. And they're trying to fix it up. That that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, just I was trying to renovate a house that's haunted. Oh no, they they landed. They have their own house flipping series, and then. Uh, what is the style that the show is going to be done in with 
though, because like it's Home a, Improvement was a like a live studio audience thing. So when you said that, I was picturing some weird like WandaVerse like meta commentary on the original show. Is it? Is that not what it is? It's a it's a scripted uh, comedy. I don't think it's like live studio audience comedy. Oh, okay. And I want. I want like Ghost Hunters meets Home Improvement. Not the show, but just like <laughs> going into haunted houses and trying to like improve it while like supernatural activity is taking place. I think that's what it is. Like they they okay. have their own Home Improvement okay. business in the show as characters, and then they're trying to have a baby and do this this business venture, but they're cursed. Uh, so things will disturb their relationship. I, I don't know. I'll I'll no. see like. Yeah, I'll see I what's want, going on with that. I want supernatural home improvement. Like, just, hey, this is the new Bay Windows, and they just shatter and blood starts coming down the walls. Yeah, what is that show with <laughs> the uh, white dude and the Asian wife, the Magnolia Table people uh, that have their own? God, I know what you're talking about, but I can't place a name because all I do is watch. Uh, come on, chat. Help me out. It's that home improvement show. Mm, Chip and Joanna Gaines. And I can't not remember the name. I can't place of their a name. I'm sorry. But yes, that with ghosts, I'm down. Yeah, just just Ed and Lorraine Warren picking out new curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last story. Yeah, so <laughs> we now know why Sean Penn has been acting. Uh, apparently, oh, his super his superpower uh, documentary is uh, coming out on Paramount Plus, and I. Uh, Sean, I'll let you speak more to this. But he's <laughs> been in the news because of this. Oh, this yeah. Like, over on. the last couple of weeks, we've been bringing up this crazy <laughs> shit Sean Penn has been saying in the social media, like, about his likeness being scanned by AI. Therefore, like, he's, like, threatening people's daughters with, Ooh. like, Epstein Island shit. And we're like, what the fuck? We're Sean Penn, like, uh, I am Sam. What What is happening? Where are we right now? And it's apparently because there is some documentary that he has done um, where he was in Ukraine as the shit started to go down between Ukraine and Russia. Like he was actually over there just by happenstance and um, had the opportunity to like meet Zelensky. And it was originally going to be a documentary about um how Zelensky came from being like, he was like a stand-up comedian. He was like an entertainer. He was basically like Ronald Reagan of Ukraine. He was like, nobody <laughs> thought he was going to be like a, a leader that like revolutionized the country during a time of war, but that's what happened. And he's done a damn good job of it. So uh, this documentary was originally going to be like a telling of that story, but I guess the Rolling Stones article uh, said that they had a chance to like preview this documentary and it really is just like a hour and 30 minute diatribe of Sean Penn's opinion of Zelensky where it's like, the, like it's like Sean Penn walking through a minefield and talking about Sean Penn's opinions on the conflict and not actually about like facts and there's apparently like a bunch of like jumping back and forth from like history, like telling the history story. They don't actually tell like a a fluid story. It's not like Sean Penn narrating the history of Ukraine. It's like he gives a snip and then he tells you what what he thinks about it. And apparently it's just a really weird 
like pat on the back. Like it is just weird. I, I had no, I had not thought of Sean Penn in the last like 10 and a half years. And now all of a sudden I'm like, what? This is like some <laughs> weird guy that apparently is really self-absolved. Uh, some, so some high quality, uh, propaganda right there. Yeah. Can't wait to Sean, Sean, Sean Penn propaganda. Sean Penn propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> let's absorb that I, I don't know <laughs> alright well uh, our main uh, kind of main topic is uh, the the strikes specifically the writer strike uh, it looks like they've reached a tentative agreement with studios um, and this is after like uh, Bob Iger and Dave uh, it's a lot Zaslav and all these other execs were at uh, a meeting with the WGA and AMPTP. Uh, so some good did come of that. And that happened like the 20th, right? And then uh, was this the 24th, uh, the WGA announced the tentative agreement. Uh, so it's looking like this, at least for the writers, uh, the strike will be over soon, they just have to to vote to agree to the tentative agreement. But they were the, if the WGA is happy with it, I'm sure their their union members are also happy. Will will be happy with what they see. Um, and then with that, also, uh, <laughs> sorry, the the S- SAG is still planning to, to strike against uh, the video game industry. Um, but <laughs> they are likely to come to an agreement with studios in a couple of days. So, <laughs> sorry, it's just it's just funny to me, right? Like one strike is about to end and another strike is about to begin. Uh, <laughs> it's time to get leverage in this situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so th- that's, that's good to see. Oh, I also side note, because I forgot to say this earlier. Uh, apparently the writers, uh, oh, sorry. The Authors Guild is suing OpenAI for copyright infringement. I forgot to say that earlier, uh, but they're like, yeah, it's all related. Authors. Yeah, it's all related. I'm <laughs> <laughs> what you about to say. The Authors <laughs> Guild is going on strike next, and they might as well go on strike. <laughs> no books, no video games, no movies. Y'all get to go play with a hoop with a stick, like they did. Go churn your own butter, right. like. <laughs> But I don't know. So this this is good, right? Because we know all the things that have been like complete. Like let's say One Piece live action season two is already done. Mm-hmm. Just, the strikes needs to end for the for it to be greenlit. I thought it was I'm just sure, like I thought it was greenlit, but nothing else has been done. Like how no, are they? So they wrote it. Sorry, I'm I'm sorry. They wrote it. How do they right? write it if the writers were on strike? Because you can you can't you can write things. You just can't you can't take what you've written and like go produce it. You, right? you can't pitch it. Yeah. I can write season two of One Piece right now. I'm going to go to Bing. I'm going to type in "Write me season two of One Piece," <laughs> and you're going to get canceled the yeah. moment <laughs> you bring up Chat GPT. Right. <laughs> Plus, the, the strike's technically not over yet. Right, all these agreements are tentative. But anything that they had like script for uh, that were just waiting on the the strikes in, they can now be greenlit and everything's ready to go. So this this is good for uh, we talked about the Disney 100 uh, anniversary. Right, they might be actually they might be able to now talk about uh, things that we care about and not just 
uh, you know, the, the racist past of <laughs> the Disney the South. cartoons and Lion King and all these things that no one cares about anymore. Really? So, I mean, I'm excited for the writers because, like, I'm, I, from the way that I don't know who the spokesperson is, I think it's like Adam Conover or like Franz Rusher. No, Franz Rusher is the leader of the Screen Actors Guild, but mm-hmm. Adam Conover was leading the writers and he mentioned that, like, the most important part among, like, of course, compensation and everything from stream- streaming is their uh, protections. So I think they nailed down, like, protections against, like, future AI developments and not having their scripts scanned or produced by computers. Like, I think it has to be com- produced by a human. And that's the only way it can be viable, which is fantastic. I, th- I always felt that AI was the greatest threat to artistry, at least in terms of, like, compensation. So if they got that, I'm happy for them. It's just now that the actors have to get the exact same thing because just a few weeks ago, they were talking about scanning actors' faces with zero compensation, but they can use the actors' faces in perpetuity to, like, the heat death of the universe, which is insane. I'm trying to find... I wish I could find more of what... Like, when I saw that the the strike was ending, I was trying to find, like, the terms, the tentative agreement uh, to see what exactly did they agree to. But it it seems that they got everything that they wanted. Yeah. So that that's really good. It was really a matter of time because it's like the writers and the actors have all the power. It's just a matter of like if the studios were able to starve them out. That was their only strategy. And since that didn't work, they have to turn over everything because if you don't have writers and actors, you don't have Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood, or not Hollywood, but like producers or production companies were losing a lot of money. Uh, we've talked about before, like what, uh, 300 million in a quarter, right? Because, because you just don't want to pay people like, come on, man. So this, this is good. Um, so, and a hot take, this is going to be a totally different argument in like 10 years. Like AI is not not going away. It's going to get better. I think. They Peppa want to the use pig sponsored by chat GPT <laughs> coming 2026. I promise you they wrote half an episode of South Park with that shit as a joke. And it was comprehensive. Uh, it wasn't, you know, it was, it was not a good episode of South Park. Like from that, that, that was a great episode. It was hilarious. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then that, fir- that's, that, the that furthers, that's the concerning no. part. No, no, no. I think, it, I think, Imagine when AI is able to like do the art, uh, the work of like graphical designers where it's like able to like scan, like, okay, this is what CGI is. Okay. You can technically already do that. Just not well. Right. And it would take five years time. 10 years. This is is going to be a whole different conversation. They could just throw all these arguments out. The point of technology is you want to use this technology in conjunction with what you're already doing. Right. You want to be on the forefront of, like using this new technology to do things that you couldn't have done before, but it's not yeah. meant to like just take away like artists, right? It's meant not for now artists because to... it not now I mean, because it can't now. But yeah, but ten, I, my my point is, whole... in ten years from now, it's going to be so advanced that it's like that argument is going to be invalid. It's going to be like yeah. I, I see where Sam's coming from because it's like in a perfect world, AI would be able to relieve artists yes. where it's like, for instance, um, what's the name? Photoshop has this new filter called generative fill where before, let's say if you wanted to airbrush somebody out, you had to use the clone stamp and do it meticulously for like, you know, pixel by pixel. 
But now because of generative fill, you could just highlight and then make a person disappear from the background, which is great mm-hmm. for artists. But we live in a capitalist world and a capitalist world. They're going to try to do the most for the cheapest amount. And you don't have to pay an AI to do these sort of things. So that's the big concern here, because it's not going to be the death of art. It's going to be the death of monetized art where you can just tell, uh, you know, a a generator like Midjourney, oh, hey, make this concept art, make this CGI scene, and then they can just generate Holy shit, you did your homework. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I, I just think that I think these things should be used, but I think they should be used in a way where uh, like artists are protected. Right, their work is protected. That's why, like, the author, Authors Guild is suing OpenAI, right? Because you can't just take their work, feed it to an AI, and let then me, pump out stories. Right? Let, me clarify, let me clarify a little bit. I don't think in 10 years from now there will be no original stories written by people. I, I think we're far way off from that. That's a dystopian dream. I, I think they will live in conjunction, though. I think in 10 years from now, it will be very hard to discern a story that was told by an AI and a story that was told by a human. I don't like if you were to read two stories today, side by side, one that was written by AI and one that was written by human. You might be able to catch it, but not 100 percent. I think in 10 years, it's going to be like there's no fucking way like and it's going to plagiarize a lot less uh, because today it's pulling a lot less stuff. And my point, the only point that I'm trying to make is that. The, the algorithms that are working into all of these things today are not stopping because they are feeding mm-hmm. corporate America. These are being built into the businesses that are the backbone of capitalism, our favorite friend here, cameos with a capital C capitalism. They are being built into yeah. these like <laughs> Fortune 5 companies to make their production more seamless and smooth. So like forget mm-hmm. Disney's like front end entertainment AI is like propping up Disney's like back end uh, IT shit. You know what I mean? Like, like AI mm-hmm. is making their IT operation smoother. AI is making their like HR smoother. It's making like easier to submit a ticket if you work at uh, Disney and you have some problem. Like, it's just going to get better because it benefits things globally. So there's no way that it's not going to evolve to a point where. You're like, holy shit. Okay, well, it could just like sort of generate this, you know, video uh, of Chris Evans and Robert Downey Jr. that is like indistinguishable from the first Avengers movie. Yeah, but to do that, you have to feed it the stuff. It's it's going to be fed. It's it's, it's devouring stuff as we speak. That's what you got to like fight it. Right, because it shouldn't should just be devouring stuff, right? There has to be... There needs some, to be legislation in place that protects copyright yeah. it would have to. It would have to, yeah. it would have to do retroactive stuff because, like, if, if it just absorbed everything that exists on the internet right. today, it would become some, like, super brain thing already. Like, there's... Age of Ultron. Teraflops right. of <laughs> shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It would turn shout, shout, out to, shout out to Food Money because he say he, he just said in the chat, uh, it's the microwave versus stove, right? That's, that's essentially what we're right. talking about. The, the AI is the microwave, right? Right. The the human is the stove, like cooking up that beautiful meal. Microwave, just you heat it up. I don't, I don't think it that. can be stopped, honestly, because I I can't like 
yeah, ideally you would have legislation <laughs> written that protects copyright, but it's gotten to a point where it's just, it's scanned so much already. And on top of that, you have users pumping it full of content because they're like, hey, scan this entire textbook and help me write a paper on like, I don't know, like cancer diseases or automobiles or whatever. And it does that and it learns from it. And, you know, a user is satisfied with what it gets in return, but it's like every time they do that, they're giving it more power. They're giving it more content and it's learning every single second. And it's to not the point even where just about the scanning it. It's about the feedback that it gets once it's scanned things. So that's the scary thing yeah. about like cognitive regenerative AI is that like it scans things to initially learn, but then it learns based on feedback that you give it. You're like, hey, this isn't right. Mm. That answer is able to be fed into the algorithm to correct itself and then get better. It doesn't need necessarily to go out and scan new shit. You could just say, hey, that's not correct. Here's what it should be. And then it can improve. That's the craziest part, is that it doesn't need a constant influx of like new information. It can it can learn based off of input and, and doing it over and over again and getting more efficient. So... Did you guys see that article about how I think there were uh, news websites where they were trying to strike deals with AI creators because they wanted to improve something within their site? And the AI creator was like, okay, no problem. We can help you with that. But in return, let us scan all of your articles. <laughs> and like, these are the deals that I see being struck more and more. And like, you know, why wouldn't you take advantage of AI benefiting you? And in return, AI gets all of this content that they can yeah. use to perfect itself. Mm. So it's like, that's the thing. It's the capitalist machine that's constantly yeah. just, it, it's going for profits over integrity. So mm. like Sean said, in 10 years, everything's going to be indistinguishable. And that's scary to imagine. I, and I would hope that in 10 years, it's just, it's still distinguishable and people are just working in conjunction with AI to do, <clears throat> to do better things, like take off, take some slack off your visual effects work, right? So you're not stressed yeah. all the time. You're using AI to do certain things, which you're still, you know, working. Uh, you are just you, at a normal pace. I'm an uh, optimist. You're a hundred percent that that's optimist. the way that it is and works today. And I, I could be talking about no, this shit. That's, that's not how it works today. That's what, I, that's what my point. No, it, it is. It, 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 it already it, does. Like if you look at game design it, and shit like that, like the shit that you- No, not game do, design. You guys don't finish those games. I'm not man. talking about games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about video games. You don't, you don't even finish those games. <laughs> they are able to do crazy shit with like computer learning programs that are like dumb AI today. There is progression in like smart uh, AI, but I just I see the way that it's going. I'd be cr it'd be crazy to see a world ten years from now where it's not we're not just getting like content pumped out because like look at the shit that people are consuming these days. Like look at the generation below us. They're just like watching dumb as shit stuff pumped out in like 30 second clips that are just like boom 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 like the algorithm knows that our attention spans are like tuned or curated for like quick like digestible bits and like how easy would it be, would it be for like ai to just pump out some like stupid fortnite dances with some like pulp fiction quote behind it and then like somebody's gonna watch that all the way through 
boom, ad revenue. There, and just was keep a, it, keep it going, a, keep it going. It was a Drake and ASAP Rocky. I don't know if it was a Drake and ASAP or Drake and Travis Scott song, but it's like it was all AI generated <laughs> and it charted on the Hot 100. So of course people are going to absorb this content. With the quickness, like hold on. Yeah, but the thing is, like the Grammy said, like no, it's eligible for submission. So it's like this AI oh song could be God. the first to win an actual Grammy. They so, they're going to hit that with a copyright strike. There's no way you yeah, can't hear like, my voice. Yeah, I mean, they also have VTubers. So it's like, you have a VTuber, you have an AI make a song, you combine those two things, and then there you go. You don't need people anymore. Yeah. You just need a sound and an avatar. I'm yeah. going off the grid, man, with my DVDs. This is <laughs> this is why we will <laughs> no. not see Samsung. Samsung will just be like a yeah, voice recording. Yeah. I don't know. It It is, it's an interesting argument for why this probably why this uh, strike has taken so long to begin with is because I imagine some of the leaders at these um, screen actors guild and the writers guild have seen some of what we're talking about, hopefully um, and built in some of those protections because like this stuff is just, it's like too, it's too prevalent. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's impossible not to, imagine this in like every facet of your life in like 10 years from now. So mm. hopefully they built some of these protections in, um, mm. but it's just going to be really interesting to see. Check out cameos 10 years from now. Uh, cameos episode <clears throat> 669. will be here uh, reporting in on the updates on this one. We're going to pull a clip from this episode. Yeah. As VTubers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my hologram will be back here. My brain in a yeah. tube, the Futurama shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I I don't I, I'm not gonna be anyone for Futurama. I hate that show. I'm lying, I don't hate that show. I like Futurama. <laughs> I didn't watch the new season of Hulu though. Uh before we close out though, I just wanna remind everyone Ahsoka episode seven. Uh, it's on now actually it should have premiered already uh, we got a, the, the wonderful something of Henry Sugar it comes out tomorrow on Netflix uh, the Wes Anderson uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie um, Loki season 2 next week October 5th uh, and as always Bleach and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen uh, mm. watch them when does uh, Spider-Man 2, the game, come out? November. Uh, all right, there you go. <laughs> I mean, we ain't going to beat it, but, you know, exactly. I just, like, <laughs> just want to know when I can play the tutorial. The first one, <laughs> I beat the first one, and I'm going to... Stop gonna, I did, I did. I just didn't beat Miles Morales. <laughs> I got, like, four hours into Miles Morales, and I, I just moved on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I didn't all beat right, that one either. I beat the first one. Though. Good game, good game. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Any other shout outs? Uh, nah, that's everything. Uh, shout out to Full Money as always. We miss you. Yeah. Right, there's only two episodes left of Ahsoka. So this episode and then next week's episode and then uh, that's it for Ahsoka. And then we can finally uh, debate that all I know Sean's excited. I think, I think Full Money needs to come back for that one because he's, <laughs> he's, he's a Disney one. The, he's, the, the, Star the, Wars. the Star Wars one, yeah. 
He's a Star yeah, Wars one. Can't go like being called the Disney one. <laughs> I think Fu and Bob Iger are like related or something. They're like really, really good friends. That is why his name is Fu Money. Yeah. <laughs> all right, y'all. That's a good note to end on. I'll catch y'all on the next one. He jumped into the chat. <laughs>